Today we talk with Adam Hickman. Adam talks about his path to getting to where he is today. He talks about learning and development and what it means at companies and how a candidate can learn if a company actually is investing in learning and development. Stay tuned, the show is coming up next. Adam, thanks so much for taking the time today and joining the show. Parker, thanks for having me. I would love for us to just kind of really start the conversation for you to give an introduction of yourself. I think your story and your background is super relevant to a lot of our listeners. So could you just talk about yourself for a little bit and your story and how you came to be? Yeah, you got it. Uh, it's not your traditional path, though, that uh, some would come to expect that you graduate high school and go to college and get a job and all the other parts. Of piece. I actually did the opposite. Um, I think the cool word's called the gap year. I took a lot of the in between to... Uh, figure out what's what. what 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 didn't happen though was I always had a job of some sort so the onboarding to where I am today really started then which was finding out what do I get the most from energy wise what where do I find the most passion and then what's just the natural stride for talent and through conversations coaching experiences um, I landed in that space of L&D and OD and all things related to that regardless of here's a new here's another term for us the outfit right outfit changed but the career had always been the same. So I have, I have always been into that path point now and then add in the degrees that have followed. It's been um, easier because I wasn't a fan of college until I had a purpose to it. So the purpose became match the, the career. So all the courses aligned and it was just kind of the happy accident of how that takes, how that took place. But I think that that's so relevant. I know for a lot of our listeners, and I think this day and age and just generally the hiring space at companies, non-traditional path hiring is something that a lot of companies are advocating for, right? I mean, yeah. I also know from what you've told me, it can, it obviously a bit of anxiety maybe can come with having a non-traditional path. Um, sure. I mean, from your perspective, why is non-traditional path beneficial for a student that's listening that might be on that path right now? Yeah, the social norms of our country have dictated the do's and don'ts or the ins and outs, right? And so it's you're kind of you hit that line of you're a senior, and then then what? Well, then what do you do after that? And then what do you do with after? And there's just kind of this journey forward that you take it and go. Um, and through you know financial reasons or other reasons, not everybody can fit that bill for what that is, and that is okay. Uh, there's careers and things out there. I saw, I was reading something last night about what are the best careers that don't require education. And I'm not advocating for one or the other. You got to pick your own path. But to, to break the trend or the thought of, I have to do it this one way, I'll tell you, I'm a prime example of not doing it in that way. What I do think makes the difference for those uh, graduating or those you know looking to get into the workforce is spend more time reflecting on what are you going to get the most out of it is beyond frustrating when I, when I work with people or coach people and they're in a role and they're like, and I said, what do you like about your job? Well, I don't like anything about it. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you in that role? Well, it's because I did this and that was forced in here and I was told to do this. And I'm like, well, then why don't you quit doing that? Why don't you spend more time on what are you naturally talented at? What do you, what do you get the most out of every day? If, if, if you think of Sunday night and I'm sure everybody, somebody has been there that's listening to this if you despise what Monday brings or what you've got to do Monday, that is an indicator to you that you're working against your talents. So how do you reverse that? 
I, I would spend more time there. And in my story, um, I was getting nudges along the way to say, hey, you're really good at this or you, you, you've got some space here. Some people would say you're not long for this job. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have to be long for this job. I got I got a paycheck I got to make. But what they were really saying was you've got more to offer. You just got to figure out what that is. And I know something that we talked about before this was being clear and intentional with who you are. Could you just talk a bit about what that means? Yeah, it's like you're your own personal brand. And um, what's so funny is I just yesterday said yes to somebody on on LinkedIn that was going to do an uh, executive brand analysis on me. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'd love to hear what they come back with because I'm pretty intentional about the things I say and why I say it, because that is what that is, my, my brand of it is. Here's the thing that I always run with new teammates on my team. And I'll say, you know, if I called you tomorrow and said, what do you know about more than anybody else? I'm going to write your story. Start talking. What is it? It's almost less about what they, what's the topic, so to speak, but it's what's behind that. So is it a, a process thing? Is it a people thing? Is it a um, collaboration? Does it involve people? Does it involve just them? Is it independent? Right? They're kind of going to give me clues to their own talents of what that is. So I would say the first step in the clear and intent of, of who you are, or how does that match your career? Is you got to get clear on what do you, um, what's your, you know, past, past indication of success is your best predictor of success. So where have you had that most amount of success in the past? And then what are the, what are the things that made that a contributor of it? And I think there are a lot of people as well that might be toying back and forth with what, what is there, what, what does it mean for them themselves to be intentional, right? And really what is, what is their thing almost? I mean, right. give me advice on ways to start to try to figure some of that out. Yes. Yeah. And it's um, the good news is you don't have to do anything you've been given clues to what could be your thing from the past of, of where you've been. Your first job was, was that it was just a job, right? You got a paycheck, you had a boss, maybe you had a performance conversation, which was probably really great for just the first job. Um, but in that findings, like, you know, I, for instance, I worked for a pretty famous fast food restaurant for about four hours one point just one day and i thought leaving i'm like what are you this is the, one of the biggest ones in the u.s there's no way i'm cut out for this not because i couldn't do it it's just the people the culture the work it's just like I, the manager was just horrible so that nah, wasn't going to work and then you just you kind of you know shop around the careers of where do you get like i said where do you get the most from to realize I, and once you've locked into it, being comfortable with saying what that is, like I, I jokingly say to some people, like, I'm not trying to be the next CEO of anything or the this or that, like, I'm comfortable in the role that I am, because that's what I get the most out of. And th there's no need for this or that to jump to this next point or wherever it's at. Just let, let me be proficient in what I'm doing right now and excel at this, because I know, based on my work, I have the influence of lives of people at work, which spills over into their personal into the into their own lives so if i can make a better day at work for them their families their kids etc are going to have an influence over to that as well that's where i'm going to get the most out of nothing more nothing less but i'm comfortable knowing that and saying this is my end game so when i retire i'm okay knowing this is where i spent my career at i think it also i mean goes to i mean your story and and having a non-traditional path you're able to have a bunch of different experiences, right? And I think that yeah. what you're in, in a way, and correct me if I'm wrong, is I think those experiences have kind of helped you 
uh, find out kind of what that thing is for yourself, right? So I think that for <clears throat> students listening as well, it's okay to have different experiences, right? You don't have to just have one thing and that's it. You have to be comfortable mm-hmm. saying, okay, like I tried it. Here's what I learned from it. And here's how I can kind of move forward, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and you said a key part, you have to try it. So the, the assessments that tell you who you should be, get rid of them. The, the tests that say this would be the best career for you. I mean, they're entertainment at best, in my opinion. Right? Others would disagree with me. But I'll tell you, I grew up in the fashion of, hey, we come from an area where you're a labor worker or you go to the military, period. I've had guidance counselors in schools tell me, you're not college material. You got to rethink what you're doing here. I've had family members tell me that. Uh, and every long, you know, every bit along the way, I remember I once I jumped into a technical school, said, so, all right, you know, I, I can make this work. It was a horrible idea because I couldn't, I, I just, I couldn't get excited about it. I couldn't stand it. It was just painful. So I just unenrolled and, you know, dropped out. And I remember leaving, the dean was like, you'll never go back to school. There's no way, right? You're just, you're going to fall into society and not have anything to contribute. That's all I need to hear sometimes to be the push on, t- tell me that. And that that's the fuel for it. And, you know, not proud of this moment, but you know, every time I've graduated, I've ensured I've mailed the degrees to those that told me I couldn't as a reminder to them to say, you don't know people's capability unless you spend the time understanding who they are to know, you know, the other side of that, I coached them to say, you should encourage them to say, this is not your thing, right? Let me help you find out what that is. And I think all those experiences, and you briefly mentioned it, kind of helped to cultivate that personal brand. I know personal brand yeah. is something a lot of companies talk about. Companies host workshops for new employees or interns or new grads that are coming into their programs, all about personal brand. And it's obviously become a, a big word, I would say, in just sure. generally the hiring space. Um, I would love to dive a bit deeper into it, though, from your perspective, like, at the core, what what is what could be that someone's personal brand? And then two more importantly, like when do you rely on your personal brand? Like how do you actually use it? If you're if you're putting in all this work, you have all these experiences to put this brand for myself into yeah. action. That's great. Uh your personal brand is what is said about you when you're not in the room. So the way in which that you, what I would call build the currency for that is through the work that you do and the relationships that you make. So regardless of the task at hand or the project that you're on, what people are going to know about you and your experience with you is just that. So when someone says, hey, what's it like to work with Parker? Your brand's a risk and they're going to be reflective on the experience with you, on your productivity, on your engagement. Did you, you know, did you take away all the credit for something? Did you pass on all that experience builds up into what that is? And I'll tell you when in an interview, when someone says, Hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. It's a great warm up question, but it really doesn't sort to anything that I can help. But when I start saying, when I ask you a question about, Hey, when you're not in the room, wh- what do you think's discussed? What, is, what do people say about Parker when you're not in the room? Now that's a testament of your uh, personal brand. And sometimes your personal brand's on the risk. You don't even know it. So for those that are social media wise driven, your brand's 100% all over that. If you just Google my name, um, you'll see that I'm at risk every time someone does that because there's something that I've said or done online or done, been a part of, a, 
podcast or video of some sort that's out there that I have carefully been dialed into knowing what I say and what and and when I say certain pieces because it's it's not going to divvy from that. It's a repeatable piece that you can find of my narrative to know this guy's really wound up about uh, L and D and O D and manager development. Period. And I don't divvy from that in, in anything that I do. I couldn't agree with you more. And <clears throat> I think that it's something that as well we've advocated for individuals early in their career, whether they're in school, not in school, whatnot, to reflect on. And I think that reflection can almost be sometimes the toughest part, right? Yes. So it's just, yeah, it's an interesting topic. And I think that yes. it's something that's being brought up more and more as it relates to how companies are obviously retaining talent, empowering their employees sure. to to be their best selves and Obviously, you are in the L&D space, learning and development. I think that L&D is growing to be more of a recruiting tool than it was in the past. And I think that students as well, if they've listened to this podcast, they've heard us talk about trying to understand what learning and development means at a company that you're interviewing with or potentially going to work for. Um, from your perspective, I would love to just like take us from the ground up. Like, what does it? What does learning and development actually mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to, I mean, you hit one of the ones, which is the recruiting element. So, knowing um, I used to work for for Gallup, which is a research company and a polling company that asked the specific questions to that, and knowing that's in when I would say the top three reasons why someone jumps ship or you know hops to another company is the ability to learn and grow your answer to how do you develop your employees is almost as important as any other employee value proposition that you can propose at a recruitment stage, whether it's an application or you're going after somebody to, to recruit. So at the, at the just the fundamental piece to it is it's no longer an option not to develop people. And that could be in the role, that could be holistically, like are you worried about elements of well-being and financial and physical and community and you know all the parts and pieces that come with that that arm of the company helps that development of that stage what i think has come over time is and i always try and catch people and they say well what is that in hr i'm like well first of all it's human resources so let's not shorten that because they are human that are resources and you've got to think of them like that the l d arm piece to it will get a good understanding of what do you need to do for the development? What's the analysis look like of it? And then what's the best way that it's delivered? The uh, the best-in-class companies spend the time on that. The ones that are checking the box, more or less, you know, they've got the e-learnings that they push out or they've got the standard courses that they offer. But if you've really got an, uh, an L&D team that gets it and that knows, knows their people, they're more or less consultants that can in turn understand the basics of um, I would say theory of applied behavior to know what's the best way to get this message across that's impactful and dare I say transformational for them because that's the aim of what we do. I think you hit on a hot topic uh, question from our audience which is how do you actually know if a company is practicing what they preach from a learning and development perspective right if this is yeah. something obviously they're looking for. 
Yep. So let's, we'll go to the top all the way to the bottom. So if you start with your board numbers that your CEO is in front of that you're responsible for. So think of the top level of an L&D as a CHRO position or chief town officer. Their metrics are going to show you things like internal mobility. So the movement within positions of a company, they're going to see regrettable turnovers gone down, meaning we've identified when someone leaves. Um, do we regret that leaving? Yeah, well, that was a miss on us. We missed part of that. Um, there's things like evaluations from L&D programs that are out there. What, what are those assigned to? Uh, engagement numbers so your employees, you know, something baked within that engagement number is aimed at an L&D piece. So there's the holistic approach of reporting on L&D items that your board's most interested in because it, it can answer the question of how do you develop people and how do you know you are developing people? Those are your indicators that are pretty um, standard in the business of L&D, but reporting upwardly. Then as you move down, Let's let's say uh, VB or VP director area of that point to it. It's not only the course offerings that you're after, but it's have you identified the competencies of of a leader in your organization or a manager of your organization? Have you cemented those, and is your curriculum aligned to those? So when someone says, "How do you lead people at this company?" That's not a you know question just come off the cuff. That's aimed at the set of competencies that you have established. And I can now say, yeah, you know what? We teach delegation as a way of development, not for just the task of delegation, because in our core values of our company is something called meaningful relationships. So then in turn to say, we will inspire others, there's a competency by doing delegation tasks, but it really is development. So it's, you know, there's your full thread straight through and what that looks like. The harder part though, is at the very bottom of the thing, you've just joined a company and they're curious about what offerings they have. They're looking for their career path. They're looking for their movement throughout the company. And the the way in which can you tell, and that's funny because that's actually one of my questions I ask in interviews when I'm being interviewed and someone says, hey, you got any questions? I said, yeah, how do I know you're an L&D company? I'm looking for two things. Do you have an identified path for each person in the company? And you should. Um, what are the funds that you're putting towards this? Because you can get you can get a real good gauge on that quickly on, do you have the funds to support it? And then the last one, which is the unique one, I think is how much are your managers involved with this? There's, there's again, nothing more frustrating than someone that says, I, I'll ask, Hey, where's your, where's your employee at today? Oh, they're in training. Great. What are they doing? I don't know. Right. We just sent them there. I, I saw it on their calendar and it's like, well, how, how are you not involved? Because they should have been in that training even before they showed up based on the questions you asked, the objectives you've talked about, the sustainment. Like, so there's just this whole on-ramp to, to what that looks like even before they get there. And, and in the shortest fashion, Parker, I'd say that those are the those are the biggest indicators there. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I think this has been a super productive conversation that I know our audience is going to really resonate with uh, from today. We really appreciate the time, Adam. Thanks again. You got it. So fun chatting with Adam to learn about his path to where he is today, learn about learning and development and what it means at companies and a lot more. Stay tuned for the next episode of The Internship Show and have a great day.